The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. everybody to another edition of MLB DFS Quick Kicks, your Monday, July 3rd edition. And we got an eight-game slate today that is very, very intriguing. Lots of uh, upside, lots of bats to purchase because there's really no high-priced pitching worth paying for or available. So we have that going for us. It's a two-game early slate. Please, I'm, I don't play the two-game early slate. You have Baltimore, Milwaukee, Wade Miley versus Brent Suter, two just Bad pitchers uh, against, and then you have Mets and Nationals. Mats versus Strasburg. Um, unless you feel like making a Mats lineup with one of the other pitchers and fading Strasburg, there's no reason to play this. The slate, it's just bad, 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 bad. Uh, so don't do it. Your weather on today's slate, you have Baltimore, Milwaukee in a dome. The Nationals game also temperatures in the 90s, um, so the ball's gonna be flying, flying in that ballpark. Blue Jays, Yankees, slight, slight chances of rain as the evening goes on, but we should be fine in that one. Other than that, it's going to be pretty warm and humid in St. Louis. Good hitting conditions between the Marlins and the Cardinals. Same with Pittsburgh and Philly. A little warm front going through the East Coast, it looks like. Uh, Midwest and East Coast. Boston at Texas, wind is blowing in from right field, but we're talking 90-degree weather, humid with that wind blowing in, the ball still might be flying out of that park, so keep an eye on that. You got Coors is Coors. And as you go down the list, wind blowing out to right center field in Oakland between the White Sox and the Oakland Athletics. But other than that, no real rain to worry about today, which is just perfect. Uh, Let's get into it. We have, like I said, eight game all day slate. Your totals, your two early games, Mets Nationals is eight and a half. And we don't have one for the other game because of the Brent Suter pitcher. For your eight game main Red Sox, Rangers are 11. 11. It's almost Coors. But we have Coors, so don't worry about that. Blue Jays, Yankees, 9. Orioles, Brewers, 9.5. Pirates, Phillies, 8.5. Marlins, Cardinals, 9.5. Thank you, Jeff Locke. Reds, Rockies, 12. Coors Field Special at 12. Angels, Twins, 9.5. White Sox, A's, 9. Royals, Mariners, 9. So if you're paying attention there, on the evening slate, we have one total of 8.5 between Pittsburgh and Philly, everything else is nine or above. 
Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Get your home runs. It's Dong Monday around baseball. All right, let's get into your pitchers. There's not much I'm going to really get at you with. Um, I'm going to mention if you want to gamble, because the price tag is steep, but on this slate is a GPP intriguing play, to say the least. I'm talking Masahiro Tanaka. Hear me out. Swinging strike rate's through the roof right now. He's, his stuff is there. It's just not consistent. Um, he's only walking two batters in innings. He's striking out five. He only struck out five of his last start, but prior to that, nine, ten, and eight. His last four starts, 18.1, 33, 13.6, 25.4. Obviously, we want 20 or more points for 9900 bucks. But the upside is there is what I'm saying. He's given up two earned, no earned, five earned, one earned in his last four starts. No home runs in his last two, and he's been a big home run guy all year. Um, it's scary because it's in Yankee Stadium. It's against the Toronto Blue Jays team that you know has power. But as a whole, if you've been paying attention, the worst pitchers of worst in Baltimore went in and shut them down. Boston just went into town and had their way with them. Toronto's just not hitting the baseball. Now, that since I said all that, they probably will. They strike out almost 21% of the time versus righties. I mentioned Tanaka. He's actually pitched so well, if you've been listening long enough. He used to be one of our big guys on the barrel flip leaderboards. Um, the last 30 days, he's not even in the top 25 anymore. That's how much better he's been pitching. If you go on the whole season, he's 10th now. He used to be number one. So his numbers are getting better and better. It's like I said, he's striking out almost 20 on this, this season, he's striking almost 23%, just like I mentioned. Uh, his walks are down. His swing strike rate's over 14%. His ground ball rate's over 49% now. His hard contact's down to 33%. Things are on the right direction with Tanaka. It's just, do we think he's completely back yet? That's the question. Um, Toronto has a team total of 4.35. Lefties are hitting 299. Righties are only hitting 309. They have a very average will and a slightly above average, not a big above average, ISO of 169 versus righties. It's an intriguing play. Um, at Yankee Stadium, the ball can fly. The price tag's higher than you'd usually like with Tanaka, especially for the return. You're going to want close to 20-plus if you can have it. And, you know, he hasn't completely you know had those consistent numbers. He's been better at home than on the road, averaging almost 17 DraftKings points at home. Um, and he hasn't been in the 9Ks in a long time. So this is a big price bump against a Toronto team in a good hitter's ballpark. But GPP-wise, there is upside with Tanaka, and he's definitely worth checking out on a slate like this where most will see him and go another direction and pay down to get more bats. Well, you can still pay down. We can still get a lot of good bats with Tanaka. So it's something to think about. The blow-up is there, but it's something worth analyzing with Tanaka. If you want to gamble on a smaller slate, eight games, like you know half of a full slate, it's worth taking a deeper dive into and seeing how much risk you want to put into tonight's action. Speaking of which, there's some great slates on drafting with $6. It's 150 max, which sucks, but 50 K to the top. You still got your $4 20 max pays out three or four K, which isn't bad. There's still some, there's some good stuff out there tonight on a smaller slate Monday after Tanaka, my top option tonight. And I would imagine he's chalky, but maybe not. Maybe people are still overlooking what is the legend of Aaron Nola. Aaron Nola has been outstanding since that curveball has started snapping. His last two starts, 28.4 and 30.9, as at Seattle at home against St. Louis. Seven and seven at third innings. Nine Ks, eight Ks. He's had six or more Ks in four straight starts. Um, he's been really, really good his last few times out. And overall, he's looked really, really good since coming back from the DL. 
He's facing a Pittsburgh team that doesn't strike out a ton, only 19% of the time versus righties. Nola is striking out uh, a fair amount in the last 30 days. He is 15th best on the top 25 barrel tip leaderboard. Getting barreled 2.22% of the time, striking out almost 26% of the batters he is facing. Nolan's been very, very good. Ground ball rate of 49.5%, low hard contact. Um, there's a lot to like about Nolan. Pirates have the, they have the lowest total on the evening slate at 4.19. Lefties hit 317, righties 292. They have a couple lefties, you know, Josh Bell, John Jaso, Frazier. That's about all you got to really worry about. Uh, Polanco, I guess. Um, as a whole, really solid-looking matchup. It is a hitter-friendly ballpark in Philadelphia, Citizens Bank Park. But Nola makes for a nice play tonight, at least on my projections. Adam Wainwright, 8400 bucks. Now we get into gambling. This is how the slate's going to go tonight, boys and girls. I mentioned Tanaka. I mentioned Wainwright. He's in a similar situation. He's been really good his last two starts, 24.9, 21.4. That 24.9 was at Arizona. Six and a third. Two earned, eight Ks at Arizona. And then a start prior against Pittsburgh, seven innings, two hits, uh, five Ks, or two hits, one earned, five Ks. He got destroyed at Baltimore, but then got you 14 points against Philly. Got destroyed at Cincinnati, then pitched great against the Dodgers, great at Colorado, great against the Giants, great against Chicago. He had a good run in there. He had a rough start against Miami to start early in the season. But Wayne overall has been much, much better. Facing Miami team, that strikes out 20.4% of the time versus righties. Wayne is striking about 20%. Uh, swinging strike rate is not nearly as high as we'd like, but the ground ball rate's outstanding, and the hard contact rate is quite low. On a small slate, he stands out to me. you got Miami at the 4.50 team total. One of the lower ones on the slate. Lefties do hit 356, righties 324. But Marlins as a, a whole are pretty average against right-handed pitching. They do have, you know, the powers there standing. Ozuna went deep again yesterday. Uh, I went deep twice, I believe. Uh, yeah, Yellick, who's not bad. Boar's really good. There's there's talent there. Wayno's a risk. There's no doubt about it. But there's tremendous upside in this matchup at 8400 bucks. So if you want to go down, okay, top three. I got Tanaka, Nola, Wayno. I go Nola, Tanaka, Wayno. But I think they all have good GPP upside. Nola's probably GPP in cash, in my opinion. But uh, Tanaka and Wayno have some GPP upside. There's lots of risk, but good upside. Now my three guys below 7K. That's how bad it is. I'm skipping, I'm skipping over a couple guys. And we're going all the way down to Alex Meyer at 6900 bucks at the Minnesota Twins. I love Meyer. We have been on Meyer since he got into the bigs. And it was shaky early. And it still is shaky at times. He likes to walk, guys. His last start out against the Dodgers, six innings, one hit, no earn, four Ks, but five walks limited him to 18 points. He's just, the walks get in the way of really good stuff. Um, outside of a bad start at Boston, which we expected, we actually stayed away on that start. But then Kansas City, 33.7. New York, 10.5 because of the walks again. But then 26.7 at Detroit, 15-3, 12-2, 27-3, The guy's been pitching great. His ERA is down to 3.74. Going into Minnesota, who strikes out 22% of the time versus right-handed pitching. And Myers is the guy that strikes out 25.5% of the batters he's facing. Now the walk rates, like I say, is over 15%, which is scary. But he's got a great swing strike rate. Ground ball rate of 47%. Not a big hard contact guy. There's a lot to like about Meyer tonight in a pitcher-friendly ballpark in Minnesota. Minnesota does have a high team total of 489. Lefties do hit 347, but righties only 289. 
Minnesota's got an above-average ISO and WOBA against right-handed pitching, so they do have power. We've seen it. But really, in Kansas City over the weekend, the doubleheader, they went they went off at Friday and Sunday to nothing. Sunday, they had a great matchup against Alex or not Alex Wood, against Travis Wood. Couldn't get it done. Um, as a whole, they're not really clicking on all cylinders. Does that mean Myers? No. Is it locked? No, he's 6900 bucks. But if he can limit the walks for crying out loud, the upside is tremendous with Meyer. Ifs or ifs. And that's the thing we do when we play daily fantasy. you got to hope it's the, the right night for it. But uh, Meyer, 69, I like a ton tonight. Another guy we're going to look at, we've been fading him, and he's been kicking our ass, is Alberto Mejia of those Minnesota Twins. His last two starts, 18.6, 19.1, that was at Boston and at Cleveland. Not going to go too deep into games. He has a potential for walk problems, but his last two starts at Boston, five and two-thirds, five hits, no earn, one walk, three Ks for 18.6. Uh, he's not a big strikeout guy either. Only three or four Ks in his last four starts. But the um, for 6600 bucks, there is upside the way he's been pitching of late. When you look at Mejia, the Angels strike out 20% of the time versus lefties. It's actually gone up. Of like keeps going up. They've been striking out a lot more. But he has to strike out almost 19%. He faces the walks, so 12.1%. Ground ball rate around 44%. Um, there's risk with Mejia, but I like the upside. Angels, 461 total. Lefties, 399. Righties, 338. There's all that. But Anaheim as a whole against left-handed pitching. Below average Woba of 294. Below average ISO, like a horrible ISO of 116. They really struggle against left-handed pitching. Uh, they have some bats to face against Mejia. There's no doubt about it. But... At, for for a slate like this, they are they stand alone as a team against the lefties, just bad. And uh, Mejia could be a stinky play because no one likes to play him. I don't like to play him, but I've been paying attention to him enough to respect what he's been doing, and he's been formidable. If he can get you at least five innings, and that's that's an if sometimes he he gets run early sometimes. If he can get his five innings at sixty six hundred bucks, he's got fifteen plus point upside, which is huge, really huge. And the last guy I want to mention, and this is really dicey, but Andrew Moore of the Seattle Mariners, I want to mention him because he's only 5500 bucks. Um, he's made one spot start before. He's coming in again. Uh, he pitched seven innings, six hits, three earned, four Ks for 18.2 points against the Detroit Tigers <clears throat> on June 26th. He's at home against the Seattle Mariners, I mean against the Kansas City Royals. A little more on Andrew Moore for you. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, his minor league numbers this year, he's been in double-A, triple-A, then the bigs. Um, his in, in minor leagues, he had an 8.57, 8.15K per nine, which is not bad. Walks weren't high. Home run to, the home run per nine were good. Ground ball rates around 30, 34%. Depends on double-A, triple-A. Overall, not bad. Double-A, he crushed it. Triple-A, he had an ERA of 3.06. He's really pitching well. His X-tips and FIPS were in line with everything. A lot to like about this kid. Um, he is facing a Kansas City Royals offense that is swinging a pretty good set of bats. I don't mind their bats at all tonight. But as a sneaky GPP player, there's upside. They strike out almost 21% of the time versus righties. And um, they have a team total of... Oh, yeah, wait. 4.32. It's actually the third lowest on the slate is the Kansas City Royals. So there's something to think about with more at 5,500. It could be a really sneaky thing to help you get in some more bats. That's why I said you can pay for a Tanaka or a Nola or a Wayno and get one of these low guys. You're still going to get all the bats in the world. It's really not that difficult. 
So um, Moore at 55 is interesting. So it goes Myers number one for me. Then Mejia and Moore, 2A, 2B. I could go either way with those two, just depending on how much money you want to spend. A couple names you'll hear floating around. I'm, I'm just going to mention them if you want to get crazy. You got Jeff Locks, 4900 bucks. People are talking about him. If you want to go for it, I will not touch him ever. I'm sorry. Luis Castillo has been really, really good, but he's in Coors for his first Coors start, so I'm going to sit and watch. You got Carlos Rodon, his second start back. He struggled in his rehab in the minors. He was okay his last in his first start, but the walks really got to him. He's facing an Oakland team that can hit lefties pretty darn well um, when it comes to the A's. Or no, actually, they have a very low WOBA, but a decent ISO against lefties. Uh, and Rodon has been good against lefties, but bad against righties. So Rodon, if he's not walking, guys, there is K upside because the A's strike out a ton. So if you want to gamble on Rodon, he's another option. But I'm going to sit. I need to watch some more of him, but definitely an option in Oakland. And then um, Jeff Hoffman in Coors, he's 7800 bucks. I don't mind him in Coors. He's actually been pretty good. Red's offense is just really, really good at times. So I'm going to stay away, but if you want to be real GPP crazy, you can go Hoffman. So my main guys, again, I go Nola, Tanaka, Wayno in that order up top. And down below, I got Meyer, Mejia, Moore in that order down below. So six pitchers we're targeting tonight, and we go from there. Let's get to the bats. As always, catchers led off by Gary Sanchez at $4,700 versus Marcus Stroman. Um, there's always GPP upside, but it's a tough one there. Salvi Perez versus Moore at 4K is not bad. I'll kick things off um, with Jeff Locke. I do want to mention when you go all the way to his page, uh, he's lefty's hitting 336, righty's 357. The Cardinals do struggle against lefties as a whole. But there's upside. You got like Yadi Molina at 39 is not bad. I like Robinson Chirinos a lot at 3700 bucks. The power is just crazy. Uh, against guy Porcello, and I told you the ballpark in Texas is going to be very lively. Very lively. His last 11, uh, 10 games, he's averaging 11 DraftKings points. We're talking 10, 4, 0, but then 14, 16, 18, 26, 2, 6, 14. He's raking. So Chirinos, if you're paying up 3700 bucks, Chirinos would be my high-priced guy for me. Yeah, Rio Muto at 36 hits uh, righties really well. But Zunino at 36 with the home run upside versus Kennedy is very intriguing if you're paying up. Don't mind that at all. Uh, Ivan Nova facing Philadelphia, mentioning him. Uh, Philly, lefties hitting 342, righties 296. So if you want to look at the catcher, Andrew Knapp. I mentioned him a lot. He's pretty productive. He's actually outproducing Cameron Rupp on the year. He's a left-handed stick. He's actually a switch hitter. His last three games he's played. He doesn't play every game, but his last three games, 12, 17, and 12 DraftKings points. Definite upside with Rupp, or I mean with Knapp at 3,500. You got a Coors catcher in Tom Murphy at 35, but Tony Walters is the lefty at 31. He'll probably get the start. Uh, Jason Castro at 34. He's been struggling, but he's facing Meyer if you want to go that direction. Um, I do want to mention, I know Tanaka's been no home runs in two straight starts. We know he's got that home run to fly ball. That's just ridiculous. If you think he gets lit up today, Russell Martin at 3K has some value. Um, our boys Kevin Smith, 2,900 value play down there. Elias Diaz versus Nola at 29 if you need some punts. Uh, a punt that I like, though, at 2,700 bucks against the lefty. There's tremendous upside of Martin Maldonado of the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Struggling of late, but uh, as a whole, he's not bad, and he's got power upside, and he hits lefties really, really well. So keep an eye on that. We mentioned Mejia. He's been pitching well, but lefties and righties are both hitting him just fine. 
Um, Maldonado makes a very intriguing play there as a punt at 27. And then you always have to kind of see what lineups come out. Josh Fegley usually faces a lefty. He's been pretty cold at the plate, but he's only 2400 bucks. So as a catcher punt, that's not horrible against Rodon. So let's see what the lineups bring out. Might have some catcher's value for you there. Going to first base, you got Joey Votto, 5,800 in Coors versus Hoffman. Like I said, I like Hoffman, but Votto's been on fire. It's Coors. He's averaging 11.3 points his last 10 games. If you look at his game logs, 10, 10, 19, 30, that's his last four games on DraftKings scoring. And now he goes to Coors at 5,800 bucks. The power upside of Justin Smoke versus Tanaka at 49 is very solid. Mark Reynolds and Coors at 49. Yeah, Ryan Healy left with back spasms on Sunday. So see if he's in the lineup. He might take a day off. Uh, first base, third base eligible. Tons of power. Hits righties and lefties with authority. He'd be in a great spot today against Rodon at 4,600. But you got to make sure he's in the lineup. Uh, you got Ian Desmond at 45 versus Castillo and Coors. Justin Bohr versus Wayno at 43 with the power upside there. When you talk Wayno, uh, lefties hit 356, righties 324. So Justin Bohr. Makes for a very nice play if you're not going up top and you're not using Wayno. One guy I am targeting a lot, he's always low-owned. His team's always low-owned. If you're not using more for Seattle, who I do like, I do like, Eric Hosmer has been on fire. He's $4,300. Um, last 10 games, he's averaging 9.4 points. Uh, over the weekend, 14, 16, 6, 18. That was in the four games against Minnesota. Very good week in series, but then even three, then seven, eight, eight, fourteen in his last ten games. Swinging a good stick at forty three hundred bucks. Another guy as well, Matt Carpenter against Jeff Locke at forty two. I know it's lefty lefty, but Carpenter is lefty's extremely well leading off. He'll be extremely low owned. He's he's in a little bit of a slump, but he'll be very very low owned. Uh, Hanley Ramirez, he was you know sick for a little while, a few days, came back and he is on fire. And he's facing a lefty in Perez in that hitter-friendly Texas ballpark. $4,200. bucks. Hanner makes for a really solid play. Uh, last 10 games, we're talking 9.9 points. But more importantly, like last four, 26, 13, 12, 18. Ever since he came back from that little little cold, he's been on fire. So Hanner at 42 makes it for an outstanding play. Um, if you get on a list some more, Mitch Moreland, it's lefty-lefty, but he's 4K. Uh, Joey Gallo. First base, third base eligible, 300 bucks versus Porcello. Porcello has been struggling, giving up some loud contacts, so it's an intriguing option there. CJ Cron, it's lefties really well. He's 37 versus Mejia. Mike Napoli's got some good history against Porcello at 37, but I'd probably – there's other guys I'd, I'd pay up a little more for. If you're going down, down, our boy Jose Martinez of St. Louis, tons of power versus Locke at 33. As a punt play, or you can even go Kendris Morales at 3,100 versus Tanaka. That's way cheap for the upside of Kendris. I know he's been struggling a ton. That's a ton of upside with Kendris Morales at 3,100 bucks. No problem with it there. Sam Travis versus the lefty. He's usually the first baseman versus lefties. He's 2,600 against um, Perez. Tons of upside there. He's averaging almost six points his last 10 games. He's only 2,600. So even six points you'd be happy with. Um, I don't know why you'd want to punt first base today, but if you want to and pay up at other positions, that makes GPP lineups interesting. And Travis has the upside to do that at $2,600. Going to second base, you got Robinson Cano at $5,400. He's getting Coors Field Price. He's at home. That's because he's on fire. He's, he's facing Ian Kennedy, who just gives up home run after home run. Last 10 games, Cano's averaging 14 DraftKings points. He is just lighting things up. Had a huge series in L.A., 
Uh, great series against Philadelphia. Cano is just hot, hot, hot. He's 5400 bucks. He makes for a good pivot off of Coors, even though you're paying up. Everyone goes to Coors. Cano makes for a nice play tonight against Ian Kennedy. Scooter DeJanet and Coors at 4700 You got Jed Lowry at 44 switch hitting versus Rodon. Paul DeJong and his power versus Locke at 42 Both interesting plays with Lowry and DeJong there. You got Petey at 4200 versus Perez. This is not bad. Ruggie Odor, he's actually heating up a bit. He's 4200 bucks. He's averaging seven points his last ten games. But prior to the three-point output yesterday, it was 21-16 and 13 in the three previous. We know the power upside's there. He's starting to steal bases as well. So at 4200 his ownership continues to be low. Against Porcello is not a bad look. Um, small, small sample, but he's six for nine lifetime, which is nice. 667 average, got a double and a triple. So small, small sample, but... That um, Boston-Texas game with the hitting environment there, it's going to play. It has the potential to play like a Coors atmosphere. So when everyone flocks to Coors, looking over to Boston-Texas, remember I said total of 11 and Coors has a total of 12. Sometimes that's the way to go. And these these Coors slates, if you want to fade Coors, you go that direction. And you get it for cheaper. Uh, yeah, yo, da, 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 DJ LeMayu, $3,900 versus Castillo and Coors is really cheap. you got to definitely give that a look. Dozier, $3,800 versus Myers, upside. Our boy Yomer Sanchez is priced up to $3,800. Now he went deep yesterday, swinging a really good bat. $3,800 is steep, but he's earned it. He's playing really well if you want to go that direction. Um, I like Whit Merrifield. He doesn't usually bring the power upside for his price tag, which is frustrating. As you go down some more... It's really bleak down low at second base. You have to see what lineups come out. Maybe a punt will come out of this. But really, I think you're going to pay up. Like Ruby Odor at 42, definitely worth the price tag to me. LeMahieu at 39 is not bad at all. Josh Harrison at 39 if you're fading Nola. He's always got upside. So there's second baseman's there. Third base, you got Arenado at 54 and Coors. See, same price as Cano. But uh, against Castillo, that's always great. Sano at 46, power upside. I like Jet, uh, Jed Jericho quite a bit. He's 4,600 versus Locke. Um, sample size wise, small sample. He's five for eleven, which is four fifty five average. But those five hits, he has two home runs against Locke, and he's been hitting it really well, almost averaging nine points his last ten games. Um, he struck, he kind of didn't do much the last two games, but prior to that, 16, 10, 11, 23, 7. Nice little run there for Jed. We know the power upside is tremendous going against Jeff Locke at forty six hundred. I mentioned Ryan Healy earlier. Another guy I like a lot tonight, if you're not using more as a punt play, Mike Moustakis is great at 4,600. Tons of upside there. Um, power, 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 upside. Decent weekend series against Minnesota. Don't mind that at all. Uh, if you go down some more, you got Donaldson at 45. Todd Frazier at 43. Kyle Seeger at 43 versus Kennedy. has got some really nice look appeal to it. Suarez in Coors against Hoffman at 41. Mentioned Joey Gallo at 39 already. Beltre at 38. I mentioned that game. Targeting. You can get him for 3800 bucks. He's been swinging a really good stick of late. Since kind of getting in his grooves. Averaging 9 points his last 10 games. Um, lots of upside with Beltre. And in his career against Porcello. He's 10 for 24. Which is a 417 average of 2 doubles and a home run. So at 3800 bucks Compared to paying 54 for say Arenado and Coors. Tons of upside there. Tons of upside. So uh, keep an eye on that. Um, as you go down the list some more, you got like Martin Prado versus Wainwright, a left-handed bat with some upside there. 
You got Yanel Escobar. He likes hitting lefties really, really well against Mejia at 34 if you want to pivot. But, like, I just pay up for Beltray if you can, which you should with the pitching today. Um, a punt that's worth looking into. I played him yesterday. I had him in the lineup. They had him out, so I took him out. Then last minute when a scratch took place, Devin Marrero of Boston got back in the lineup, put up 21 points last night. Or he went three for five with three runs, a double and two ribbies. He's been playing really well. He's been flying under the radar. Eight points on average his last 10 games. Over the weekend in Toronto, 21, 15, 18 points. Um, he had nine points the game before that, eight, seven. He's playing really well. His tag's up to 33. He was a mid-2000, low to, uh, high 2000 guy. But 3300 bucks for Perez. The reason why I liked him and I used him in that lineup is I always tell you guys you can get sneaky with your stacks, do wraparounds. Well, Marrero usually hits eighth or ninth with Lin, Yin, or whatever his name is, who's been okay. But then you go back to Betts up top, who had a big game. I had Betts and Marrero in the same lineup with Ian Happ. It was a nice little Sunday. Um, but he makes for a very intriguing play at 3300 if you want to pay down a bit with upside against Perez in that ballpark. In that game, we're talking about targeting. people. If the people are targeting that game, they're going to flock to Beltre, not Marrero. Just think about that. As you go down a little more, you got guys like Derek Dietrich at 3K. If you're going to look for a lefty versus Wainwright, Dietrich went deep. I believe he went deep yesterday or Saturday. Yeah, yesterday. He had 22 DraftKings points yesterday. Um, so he had a good little ball game. He's you know not the, bet, the biggest world beater, but there's always upside with Dietrich. Um, also tons of zero potentials with Dietrich. But um, that pretty much does it at the third base position. Some interesting plays. You can go up. Or there's some. It's one of the fewer positions we've seen today with some decent options down below. Shortstop, Elvis Andrews, 5K. He's just crushing the baseball. Got Didi at 46, who I always like. Uh, Xander's day-to-day, so keep an eye on Xander Bogart. So you got Gene Segura at 46, upside. I like some Anderson Simmons at 45. It's, he's hitting everybody really well this year. Hits lefties really well. Um, it's a high price tag, but he does have some power. He's only averaging about eight points in his last 10 games. So it's a steep price tag. You're going to need him to produce at that price tag, but it's worth looking into. Yeah. Cozart and Coors at 43 is not bad. Story and Coors at 37 is okay. Franklin Barreto versus the lefty Rodon's at the 36. Barreto hasn't really done much since that early game. So keep an eye on that. Um, I stashed him away in my, my season long leagues, but I actually sat him out this week just because, I need to see the kid kind of get loose. He seems like he's pressing. He'll probably have a big week now that he's on my bench. But uh, 3,600 is kind of a steeper tag for, you know, the lack of production. But the upside's there, so I can see why people might look at him. Got Jordy Mercer at 3,500 versus Nola. Mercer's been doing really, really, really well versus right-handed pitching this year. He took Samarja deep yesterday. Um, If you're fading Nola, Mercer makes for an interesting GPP play at 3,500. Freddie Galvis, a guy I've been using a ton. He's been in the low threes to high twos for a while. So he's been decent value shortstop. He's averaging 8.2 points his last 10 games. He's 3300 bucks versus Nova, who gets hit by lefties extremely well. He's usually about the second in that Phillies lineup that has potential to explode on any given day, but also throw up duds. So Galvis at 33 is very intriguing. Um, also, Adam Rosales of the A's. He's 3200 bucks. He's facing a lefty in Rodon. We know how Rosales hits lefties extremely well. And um, he has a chance to play shortstop, but Beretta likely will. But the reason I mentioned Rosales at 32, if Healy is out, there's a good chance Rosales plays third base tonight in that A's lineup. Um, you got Jorge Polanco of Minnesota, who I like a lot. He keeps flexing his muscle. He's 3K versus Meyer if you want a cheaper play with, with Polanco. I have no problem with that at all. Uh, I mentioned Lynn from Boston. He's been playing shortstop, uh, batting ninth a lot. 
He had 18 points yesterday, which is huge. He had 13 points two days ago. But other than that, a lot of low-performance days. He's only averaged four and a half points his last 10 games. But the upside is there in a game in that ballpark. Where, again, I keep mentioning you know the potential in that park. Lynn can make for a great GPP punt at 2800 bucks against Perez. The, the downside is he's Lynn and can get a fat zero. But tremendous upside. Uh, our boy JT Riddle is only 2700 uh, nice stick against Wainwright to target there as a punt. You got Tyler Wade versus Stroman at 25. So you got a few uh, a few bats down here below three at shortstop to make nice punt plays and some other really solid bats to target at the shortstop position. Let's take it to the outfield and wrap her up. Adam Duvall and Coors at 57. I know the price tag's steep, but man, he is on fire right now, averaging almost 12 points his last 10 games, and he goes to Coors. Uh, I know it's Hoffman. I love Hoffman. I, I would not be shocked if Hoffman had a great start, but good price tag on Duvall. Aaron Judge at 56, yeah. Charlie Blackman's only 55 against Castillo and Coors. Castillo's a big-time fastball guy. He's got a lot of pop on his fastball, but there's no doubt. Fastball's fastball. You're going in Coors. Blackman at 55 is tremendous. Mookie Betts at 54. Love him tonight. He's facing Perez, which is a plus. He's averaging almost 15 points his last 10 games. We know he had 53 points yesterday which was amazing. His double-dong, 8-RBI day. But prior to that, I was loving him because he had one steal yesterday. He had two steals the day before. He's running. He's hitting with a little bit of power, extra base hits. He's hitting, period. Uh, he had 22, 14, 19, 10, 5, 10 prior to that. He is hitting it and hitting it well. Really good look today in Texas. Um, go to McCutcheon at 47. I mentioned Jeanette at 47. Tommy Pham facing Locke. Um, the Cardinals' righties are extremely intriguing to me. Uh, Lefty's in 336, righties 357 off lock. Uh, Tommy Pham, big power against the lefty at 4,600. Piscotty hits lefties well as well at 46. He has a double and a homer lifetime off um, off of our boy Locke. So something to look at there. Uh, Joey Bath leading off at 46. Brett Gardner, I like him a lot tonight at 4,600. Had a good series. He's averaging 10 points his last 10 games. Good series against Houston. Got a dud yesterday within 10 and 36 prior points prior to that. Swinging a good stick, leading off for Stroman. And in his career, he's 8 for 27 with a double and two homers off of Marcus. So something to look at on that one. Yeah, K with a Chris Davis. Home run upside at 46 first row Dawn. Billy Hamilton and Coors at 46 is not bad. Maven against the lefty Mejia at 45 is not bad either. But I'd probably just pay 100 bucks more for Hamilton or K with a Chris Davis. Um... As you go down, Randall Gritchick at 43 with that power against uh, Locke. I like a lot. Low Kane swinging a good stick. He's facing more at 43. Uh, Stanton at 42 is always in play. Ben Gamble's playing really, really well. He's 4200 bucks. The power bat of Max Kepler at 41 versus Meyer. If you're fading Meyer, there's home run potential in that stick. As you keep going down, you got Milky Cabrera had a big weekend. He's 4K versus Cotton. Carlos Gonzalez, 4K against Purcell. The home run upside is there. Swinging a pretty decent stick um, his last couple weeks. So, sneaky GPP option there. Mitch Hanniger at 4K. Scott Shebler and Coors at 4K. I know he's kind of struggled the last week or so, but tremendous power upside in that ballpark at 4K. Uh, Eddie Rosario on his power bat at 39 versus Meyer. Got Ozuna, who had a big game yesterday at 3,800. Yellick at 38. Both nice plays versus Wayno. Not bad at all there. Uh, Jorge Bonifacio, Jorge Soler at 37. Prefer them versus lefties, but Bonifacio does hit righties very well. So there's contrarian plays right there if you need them. Sensu Chu, 3600 bucks, leading off for the Rangers against Porcello. 
So if you're digging into that matchup, plus Chu is 13 for 43 lifetime with a 302 average versus Porcello. Makes for an interesting play at only 3,600 in that ballgame. Like these prices should be Coors prices, and they're not. You got Nomar Mazzara in his power upside at 3,600 bucks versus Porcello. Um, it's boomer bust with Nomar, but uh, it can be a big boom. You never know, 3,600 bucks. So keep going down. You got Steve Pierce, 3,500 versus Tanaka. I usually recommend him versus lefties, but I wanted to bring up the fact that he's 5 for 12 lifetime. It's a small sample, which is a 417 average with two home runs in those five hits versus Tanaka. Chris Young for Boston. He faces he hits lefties extremely well. He's 3,500 in that matchup. We keep going back to that matchup. Robbie Grossman, 34 versus Myers. That's a nice cheap option in your outfield. Uh, as you go down some more, I mentioned Jose Martinez earlier at 33 versus Locke. Um, Cole Calhoun's 33 versus Mejia. Lefties do it Mejia very well if you want to go that way, but there's other options. Adam Engel of the White Sox, 3,300 versus Cotton. Engel's been swinging it really well. Rajay Davis, he's 32 versus Rodon. Davis hits lefties very, very well. Small sample, but he's 6 for 16 for a 375 average and two home or two doubles versus Rodon. So something to think about there. Usually leads off versus lefties. Rajay Davis. Mentioned Gregory Polanco, 32 versus Nola. Value upside if you're fading Nola. As you get down below 3K, it gets bleak, obviously. Uh, most of our good guys are gone. We got Clint Fraser. He's 2,700 versus Stroman. Had the big, big game on Saturday. Um, 21 DraftKings points. Went 0 for 3 with a walk yesterday for only 2. So he's 2,700 bucks versus Stroman as a punt power upside. Matt Olson is lefty lefty, so it's not the most ideal spot. He's 27, but Rodon probably won't go deep if the walks are. And then he gets the White Sox bullpen. So if Olson's starting, it still makes for an intriguing play at 27. Uh, Odubo Herrera is only 27 versus Nova. Lefties hit him well. He's still hitting towards the top of that order. Usually had the day off yesterday for Daniel Nava, who had a nice, nice outing in that one. Uh, as you go down the list some more, Ty Kelly of Philly, if he gets in the lineup, he's third base outfit eligible. Not tremendous upside, but he can run into one once. So he's only 2,300 if you want a, a massive punt. He's been playing a lot more. So Ty Kelly at 2,300 for an extreme punt if you need him. And then I passed him. There is Daniel Nava's 32. If he makes the lineup, he usually leads off when he makes the lineup. And uh, like I said yesterday, he led off, played very well. Uh, lefties hit Nova extremely well. So Nava makes for an, in- an intriguing punt option there. So there you have it. There's your bats. Your pitchers again. I'm going this order up top. Nola, Tanaka, Wayno down below. Meyer, Mejia, Moore. Um, when you're looking at stacking, obviously Rockies and Reds uh, against uh, righties are hitting 356, lefties 279 off Hoffman. So keep that in mind with Duvall and Suarez and those guys. That doesn't mean don't use Votto. Now we go to the game I like to target if you're not using Coors. Boston, a 555 total against Perez. Lefties 284, righties 345. And then Texas, a 5-4-5 total against Porcello, 291 versus lefties, 3-18 versus righties. Um, if people are targeting that game at all, which they usually go to Coors and they'll go there, they're going to target Boston over Texas. And I love those Boston bats I mentioned, but I also, there's a ton of Texas guys that are even cheaper. So keep that in mind if you want to be really different in this matchup. Texas would be the one to target. It's like I say, in Coors, everyone targets the Rockies. So targeting the opposition makes contrarian. If the matchup dictates itself, obviously Charlie Blackman is a tremendous spot in that game, so don't go, oh, I'm not using him because he's on the Rockies. Um, Cardinals versus Jeff Locke, I like a lot. Total of five, lefties 336, righties 357. They outfield Piscotti, Gritchick, Fam, nice power. Uh, Carpenter, it's lefties well. Mentioned Martinez's value. Uh, Jericho, 
Even Molina's cheap. Uh, DeJong at second. There's a lot of ways to mix and match. I don't know if I go full stack against Locke, but sometimes it works out well because Locke gets beat up a lot. Um, you got Minnesota versus Meyer. Lefty's at 347 if you want to go there. Baltimore, that's a day game. Um, Seattle versus Kennedy is intriguing. Uh, Yankees versus Stroman can be nice and contrarian because Stroman's been pitching well. He had a good start his last time out. But it's Yankees at Yankee Stadium, so there's upside there with the Yanks indeed. Um, A's versus Rodon. I remember said righty's hitting 343, so keep an eye on that one. Uh, Marlins versus Wayno. Lefty's hitting 356. But I'm telling you, if you want to fade Coors, that Texas-Boston game is not bad at all. And then there's other stuff to like. The Cardinals can be sneaky, Yankees, and some other games I mentioned. Or on a night where there should be a ton of offense, don't do more than like a two- to three-man stack. Or just do a bunch of guys you're going to think are going to hit home runs. Don't even think about stacking. Just go position by position, home run bats. Try to be a little contrarian if you can. Don't be super chalky. But just look at home run bats because home runs are going to win the night. Any night, but especially tonight. There's going to be offense tonight. Offense galore. So you can do it. I told you some value bats for homers. There's a lot of options out there. But good luck tonight. Uh, lots to lots to like. Uh, check us out, thesportsdgens.com, at thesportsdgens. Bench with Bubba with uh, episode 43 is out. With Doc, you got Around the Bases episode 18 with myself and Boston Mo. Check those out. Um, but more importantly, check this out. Rate, review, spread the word of MLB DFS Quick Hits. We make it bigger and better. But good luck tonight on your eight-game slate. I'll be back tomorrow with your 4th of July action. But let's get it. Let's cash. Hit me up on Twitter at BDNTrick with any questions you have. But good luck tonight. This was MLB DFS Quick Hits, your July 3rd edition. I'm out.